I slid in his DMs. Wait, no, 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 and no. I would you go slid into Andrew Tate's Absolutely. DMs? I would like, love to see you at the WWE. Just imagine me doing that. All four ropes, jumping, full-blown frog splash. I was there for that. I was on the jet. I have no recollection of you being on that jet. Yeah, yeah, you're drunk a lot for that. <laughs> if there were no cameras, would there have been a wedding? No. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that was a Wait, PR wait, stuff. you guys were actually, like, I in cannot, a room. I'm not speaking about him in any, Okay, like, but you had feelings? Yeah, I for sure really cared about him. It was crooked in the, like, lining of his front. <laughs> hey, do, everybody do me a favor and shut up for a second. Hi. Welcome back. We're just going to get right into What the f*** was that? I, was, I thought I had Did a vape break Did you do drugs in the very beginning of... Imagine I'm just like doing like DMT right now. No. Uh, guys, if you if you can't notice who my guest is by the voice, it's Tan. Can I ask you something? How do you pronounce your last name? Mojo. Mojo. Like Mojo the look Jojo. Of, like pure shock on your face is like I, I swear to God I'm gonna be doing this for 20 years and people. Won't it's not know. Mongo. It's not Mongo. <laughs> but I'm not gonna lie. Like at least you and Mike, I gave up on you guys ever pronouncing it correctly. Fair enough. Yeah. You know what I Are mean. Are we the only ones that get it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say yes, you know, but I get it. You know what I mean? It's like someone smashed their face on a keyboard. Like, I wish my last name was just like Smith, you know? Mongo. Mojo. Mojo. Sorry, fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Mongo. Look, 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 look. We, we, you're the first uh, guest that we have where we have a monitor because we started Googling a lot yeah. of things. And look, look I'm at so scared of the things on Google. It is just crazy the amount of different versions of me, like where the filler has just migrated or been placed in every single one of those photos <laughs> is fucking dark. Okay, but Google does everybody dirty. You know what I mean? Like, For nobody sure. opens Google images and is like, I love everything. That's you know? so true. That's so true. 100%. It's just, that's, it is scary. And it's the drama of it all. Oh my God. <laughs> Google's drama. I like really refrain from Googling myself. Oh, I'm so sorry. Jessica, Google something else. That was a terrible idea. I thought I was going <laughs> to... No, you're fine. You're fine. I, I knew today I'm coming on. I know we're going to get into the juice. I know we're going we're gonna to crush it. This is the first time where I'm going to have like a one-on-one -on -one with you. And I, I want to I like ask all the questions I've been hibernating in my heart to ask oh, you. Oh, well, I This is our... For, for some reason, I felt like we'd done something like this, but we really fucking haven't. We, we talk. We hang out. But I, it's never been like a one-on-one. -on -one, yeah. Like, or, I'm sorry. Not one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, that's right. cool. I would mean. I just like treated one. you like myself on impulsive. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Just, you guys are one though. You we're know what one. I mean? You're, you know. You know, uh, when the first time I ever th like, well, when I was on impulsive, and I, actually this is like a really meaningful thing that I never got to tell you. Mm -hmm. uh, when I first got on impulsive, I was nervous because it was already a very successful show, and it was the first time I ever got to show who I really am. Yeah. And like no jokes, like just this is my heart. This is what I chase. Yeah. And. I was getting a lot of love from, you know, friends and family. But the one time that I was like, oh, I'm on the right path and I'm, this might be something beautiful is when you pulled me aside in a party. And you looked at me and you said, hey, I just want to let you know, you make impulsive everything. And like, I really love what you bring to the table. And that stuck with me. And anytime I was ever in my head about who I was, I would just think about what you said. And I would just like push through. through. George, that is so nice. No, it was, <laughs> like, thank you for saying that. And you know, my drunk ass was just like saying some oh, shit. Oh, she was and, drunk. Like, she didn't even mean it. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm kidding. Even remember that. The one fucking but, thing that I like held on to. No. Just like. <laughs> well, I, I've always, I'm kidding. I've always said that about you. I think that I, I'll always love a show where there is a dichotomy of different, you know, outlooks and perspectives and stuff like that and i think balance. that i just appreciate someone in any regard where you can tell that they are in a situation where it would be very easy 
to stray away from who they are or put on an act or maybe it could have been very easy for you to just agree with everything or very easy for you to become a certain way but I, you can tell through and through that you have stuck to who you are and i will always have an utmost respect for someone who does that so i when i said that i meant that you know i, I really appreciate it and so and, nice and, and you you always have been like super like in my corner uh, when I started this podcast, as I've mentioned in the past, I didn't want to do guests yeah, because I was just nervous, bro. In my mind, I would be like, why would anybody want to be on this show and they could go talk to me on Impulsive? And then I had true. a list of people reach out to me personally, be like, yo, I'm next. I want to be on the show. Yeah. And you were one of them. Well, I, I support always. And I've always had a great conversation with you. And I, you know what I mean? I, I fucking support. I love it. I want to dive into you. This is your episode. Oh. And, uh, God damn it. I just want to let you know. I, first of all, let's get into some fun shit that people want to like, know about. So gosh darn it. I'm so sorry. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. When we go to the Golden Bridge, I'm going to be like, yo, I don't know. I don't know that bitch. I mean, she liked my podcast. Like, <laughs> she's pretty good. Let her in. Uh, I want to know a little bit about you before you, you know, like the Vegas you, that yeah. version of you. But before we get into that, just go ahead and click that beautiful picture with Jake Paul in it. Oh yes. my God! Are you cool with Jake Paul right now or no? I guess, yeah. Your yeah, ex-hubby. to my knowledge, that's your husband, though. That yeah. was in that moment. Yeah. Can we talk about that? What the fuck was yeah. that? Bro? What a time in your life! Such a fucking. It's funny because I uploaded that vlog today of us in Miami, and I clickbaited it. Like um, Logan, like said he was talking about this this wedding moment, and I was clickbaiting it. Like Logan's real opinion on whatever happened. So it's like been prevalent today. Um, sincerely i mean we are me i shouldn't i shouldn't speak on his behalf it was a do do anything for clout era it oh, was so a, it's announced that it was kind of like a absolutely i mean if you're live streaming a wedding yeah with a fake oprah and <laughs> every influencer in the world there that's sponsored by doses of roses and every other sponsor Wait, are you talking about yours or lele's I really don't know this. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, they oh, they shit. are, I think they'll last far longer than this moment lasted. Um, you, <laughs> I couldn't do that on impulsive, bro. You know. Fuck, who's going to fire me, my sister? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, um, fuck you, by the way, because I didn't know that shit was fake. And I'm sitting next to Pam. And when the fight broke out, I tried to protect her and got punch straight in the fucking nose and that was it's funny because bef right before that like couple weeks before everything it was like talks of a pr stunt at the wedding were getting kind of flooded in the meetings obviously because people have meetings for real mm -hmm. weddings you know um but um <laughs> and i was like i don't think we necessarily need a pr stunt this is the pr stunt. yeah the whole you wedding know, yeah so the the fight of it all was not my idea or cosign or anything and <laughs> pam stepnik's the best dude she's she's just we love it she's she was just she's so supportive and awesome no nah, yeah that's um, absolutely that's but great. i don't know man i don't know i was just um on josh peck's podcast and we were talking he was kind of talking to me about how he was on drake and josh and he was and these are his words i would never say this he was the, the fat kid and everyone loved him for that and that that character did so much for so many people but he spent so much of his life then trying to get away from that you know what i mean and i think that's something that kind of comes with fame and shit and i'm sure you can attest to this with even something like impulsive you do major massive 
things in your career that will forever be bullet points that people kind of talk about and bring up. And to me, this was now so long ago that I've processed it in every possible way that you could process it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I cared about him so much and there was very much so real feelings there for me and stuff like that as well. But obviously the, if there were no cameras, would there have been a wedding? No. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that was a wait, PR Wait, wait, you guys were actually like, I can, I'm not speaking about him in any, okay. Like, but you had feelings. Yeah. I for sure really cared about him. And yeah. you know what I mean? He's a great kid. Um, he is. And I wish him like nothing but the best now. And it's been so long and it's like, it's just, I know that it's something people will always bring up, but now I'm just kind of like, to me, that was just a day where something happened and yeah, maybe a year where things happened and stuff like that. Yeah. But I can now say that I've just like moved on from that like chapter and it's funny to look back at and it kind of goes in the bullet points of my career along with TanaCon and whatever the fuck else I'm sure you could throw in there, you know? Yeah. It's like one of your greatest rules. <laughs> you know? Oh my God. <laughs> well, also it's, it's cool, bro. Like think about like, and I know whatever you feel about it now, regardless of how you feel about it, like, dude, a lot of people are going to remember that. Mm -hmm. For sure. And so you are tied in with their memories. And I think that's a really cool thing to like, it, it was just, I'm glad I was a part of it. Even yeah. though I got punched in the face, I know, <laughs> I know like there's a lot of memories in that day that I was like, dude, this is, it's, is we don't see it now, but one day when we're older and we have our families and we're just, we're do, everybody's doing their own thing. These are the memories that we're going to remember. And you started that one. Yeah, for real. For yeah. sure. It, I agree with that 100%. Like I can look back at all of the memories I had in my, Paul era and I'm so grateful for them and I wouldn't trade them you know like they it was so much fucking fun and it was crazy and I, I remember the moment like on the way to the wedding where we kind of looked at each other and we were like I think we both had like multi-millions of story views and like just knowing how many people were like looking at this shit and being like this no matter how we feel about it as people this is like a part of some internet maybe some YouTube history maybe some this is you know like I can understand the gravity and weight of how, how many people's eyes were on that and maybe what that moment means to other people and shit like that, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. If we could go back in time and talk to a 16-year-old Tana, mm -hmm. what was her heart heading towards? Mm -hmm. What was her fears? Mm -hmm. And then my third question is, did you think you were going to be where you're at right now? Um, I guess just to answer the third one, absolutely not. I had no idea. I was just, I've always been a very take it day by day person. Like even today, I'm just, I'm not thinking about tomorrow. I'm, I'm very in the moment. Like I am, you know, prepare for the future, all that fucking shit. But I mean, I like to really take things moment by moment. And what did you say? What were her fears and what were yeah, her? Yeah, what were your fears? Like, I think at 16 years old, I think everyone's fear at 16 is kind of something you fear at your age now. Yeah. So I, what, what was it? Sure. What was it that was that was haunting your heart, that you were, you know, were scared of the future? I think that I very much knew that this was, I don't ever want to say like my one shot, but like that this was all I had. Like that, like what I was building and what I was doing and stuff like this was kind of my way out of a life that I really didn't want. So I, you know what I mean? I knew in that moment, like give what was the this shot? all you got, I guess, to... To make a life, a successful life for myself, maybe. Were you doing this at 16? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. I, what, yeah. What age did you start this whole life? I started vlogging at like 15, probably. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just started to kind of notice that people might like it at like 16. What inspired so you? So I think I grew up watching YouTube 
crazy. And I still am like at heart, I will forever be a YouTube nerd. It is like who I am to the core. Even to this day, nothing will make me happier than making a vlog and posting it. Nothing. I'm not. It's my the thing I'm the most passionate about and like love so fucking much. You know what I mean? So that's awesome. It's I grew up watching YouTube and I was always just very obsessed with the idea of like I loved Shane Dawson. I loved Jenna Marbles. I loved like Smosh, like all those OG like type of YouTubers. And I was obsessed with the idea that I could leave my life that I didn't like for five minutes of my day and engulf myself in someone else's and forget about all my problems and laugh with them. And I was obsessed with the idea of being able to do that for someone else, mm. you know? I love that. Okay, so you were escaping your reality and helping others escape theirs. I guess, yeah. So I what did that. you start vlogging when you started when you were 15? Was it your day, your makeup? I, I remember I started thinking I was going to be like a daily vlogger, like whole, like whatever. And then at the time, I had just dropped out of high school. I was working a minimum wage job. I, I quickly realized that there wasn't much to daily vlog there. But um, I grew up in Vegas, so mm. I think that created for a very exciting, psycho turbulent wild grow up too fast type of yeah. childhood and life so i had a lot of stories and i've always just been the type of person who attracts weird ass wild ass shit you know <laughs> so and people and you know everything just uh, some might say that's bad luck some might say that's good luck i guess in my scenario but i just nothing is ever fucking normal in Tana's world. Nothing ever is going to go the way it's supposed to or planned or whatever. So I started telling stories about my life and calling it like story time. And then that took off on YouTube, that whole thing, like story time and other people started doing it and all that type of stuff. And I kept doing that for a really, really long time and just kind of eventually pivoted that into my entire life. Like, you know, podcasts, I'm telling stories, different things. I'm telling my story, I guess. I don't fucking know. Have you ever yeah. wanted to do stand up? Absolutely. Um, I was at a stand-up show last night and um, I was like, I, I, I could see myself in my like 30s, that kind of being my vibe. When I was like maybe 18 years old, I did a little like stand-up story time tour around the world and I loved it. And I think at some point I would love for that to be a part of my life because I love to write and I love I love telling fucked up jokes. I love you it. I totally all. see that. Right. I think that should be your lane, to be honest. And I think it's 100%. a full circle type of an event. Like, you know, you started your career mm -hmm. and it grew from story time. Mm -hmm. And when you're on stage, all you do is tell stories. 100%. I would love to bring you on stage to like these places where the phones are put away and every, so you could really just feel what it feels like to be in front of a crowd and feel safe. Yeah. If you would like, I could definitely. I would totally take you up on that. That would be really I feel fun. like you would be a really awesome, like, because I know you would be like a safety blanket. You know what I mean? Oh, to, yeah. to start doing something like that. Um, I just keep staring at this photo of fucking Jake Paul. <laughs> hey, Jess, could you, could, you, could you change <laughs> that? Butterfly or something. Uh, <laughs> some puppies up there. No, no, just get rid <laughs> of her face. Get her face. What was I doing there? No, you look beautiful. It's, but yeah, that's all not these me. All pictures are gorgeous. <laughs> like, who was I making myself there? I don't know. <laughs> I think I just, every day I woke up and I was like, what? Who no, I Jessica, you just minimized it. Get rid of it. <laughs> Google butterflies. I'm so sorry. We're, we're looking for a new sister. No, she's a, we, new, a new sister. <laughs> we love to see it. Honestly, no. I, over, uh, we're shooting canceled podcasts out of my house now for season two. And let's go. It's we're we're figuring shit out. It's it's a good vibe. Do you well, like shooting at home? Um, I fucking I fucking love it. Oh, but okay. everyone around me, I think, wants me in a studio somewhere because the mm -hmm. comfortability of being at home for me 
might not be might not be good for me like i'm just oh. the my timeliness and my you yeah. know what i mean yeah, like yeah, i'm yeah. downstairs like which earring and everyone's like upstairs with their headphones on like bitch you're 30 minutes late yeah, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> I, I, we might we'll see where that goes but it's fun for now yeah. i like it i like the house vibe because i feel yeah. like like come to my home and let's yeah. discuss things openly and like open-heartedly I, I grew up in a very middle eastern like vibe and and the one thing that I, I i loved is when you went to somebody's house and it felt like it, it was your home and those conversations would fly 100 any middle eastern man would know this or woman uh when your middle eastern parents go hey uh okay kids we're leaving that's you that's another hour yeah. by the time they put their <laughs> shoes on and get to the door uh -huh. and get to the and i realized that the conversations flew when you're most comfortable. 100%. So if I could get you guys to feel comfortable in my home, I think that's when the beauty could come out. And we could talk about more than just like the internet clickbait things. I want to yeah. I, I want to be different than other podcasts. I want to have the conversation I have off cameras, mm. in front of cameras, because I feel like 90% of the conversations that we have off camera is really what the internet should be providing 100 yeah 100 and you know that both are fun it's fun to have the fucking psycho clickbait conversations but it is nice to get deep and have a good wholesome moment with someone that you might not necessarily always have on camera and you guys have a very comfortable amazing home my house is like very stale like doctor's office like there's no warmth there I need to figure that out. Like, that's, I need, like, some lamps and shit. That's how mine was until Belle came up. Honestly. She literally goes, what are you, a fucking surgeon? Dude, get, get something here. And I was like, like get oh. a plant. <laughs> no, we were just, like, we, we got left things, there. yeah, we left things so plain for so long, and then I woke up, and I was like, we're finishing things. It's been three years in this house, and we, like, hadn't finished the blinds, hadn't finished. I was like, I'm getting pillows for the couch. Look at you go, like, though. You know? And you, you need go. that. Like, it's, it's incredible. And see, I wish I was like that. I almost feel like I'm the man stereotypically in that situation. Like I need someone to come in and like cutify my world. It's hard. It's hard finding things. Yeah. You guys have been living together for three years. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been together? Almost four in oh, July. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Are you getting married soon? You're gonna have a Lele wedding? Uh <laughs> hey man. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking shut up, dude. Oh, you don't even have headphones. She's the only one that heard that. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I'm so excited for the wedding era. Hopefully I'll be invited. Of course I'll be invited. If you guys want that, I don't know. No, no, we do. We I'm do. We do. <laughs> Anyways, next topic. No, oh well, no it's just because, you know, I don't want to like talk about it. And then you know, I want to make sure it's beautiful. It be I want to be about it. Like when it happens, I want to be about it. Honestly, respect and understandable. Yeah. I, I, and also it's like. There's, I, and me and her did such a great job doing this. There's, we show the internet what we want to show the internet. Mm. And then we keep it very respectful and tight in our home. So like, there's a lot of things that we just, we keep it here yeah. because when there's a lot of eyes and ears in the kitchen, you know, it, 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 it deteriorates the, the authenticity of a good relationship. 100%. I struggled with that for a really long time. It's when you have a relationship that the public know about and they want to know about, and especially when people love it and they ship mm -hmm. it and they want more of it you can find yourself getting caught up in you know Big wanting to give partners. the people yeah. Yeah, yeah wanting to give the people what they want to see or fabricating you know a, a perfect relationship yeah because it does well or because people yeah. want to see it and whatever so it's i think that's very important for a healthy relationship where you're on the internet you know what i mean to yeah. find that line that you draw otherwise it can get very 
Totally, yeah. Very sketch. And then some memories are tainted. You know, you're like, come on, let's just take a picture because it will look cute. And then you're kind of like, yeah. when the boyfriend doesn't want to, the girlfriend doesn't want to, you know. Oh, and yeah. And you look back on those photos and you're like, I fucking hated you that day. <laughs> I forced you to work. We're, we're kissing on a beach and you're grabbing my ass, but I fucking wanted you to burn it. <laughs> I was like, grab my ass. Burn it. Look cute. Yeah. <laughs> just for future reference, because this happens every podcast. If I go, if I point at you and I go like this, like every time, that means my nose is dripping and oh, I need I napkins. Oh, my God. <laughs> every every fucking podcast this is what i go through see I and she goes <laughs> see i need that i need that over on my set mine would be like for my vape or something just like i would need give me the dick yeah <laughs> absolutely like mine would be give fucking dick what what my, was that how do you blow your nose like that yeah she didn't even oh, blow yeah. her nose no that vape, vape vape oh like mine would be like for a vape or like like deodorant i'd be like i don't even know what i would need or like lighter like something awful Speaking of relationships, what's going on in your love life? If you're, if you're yeah. respectfully willing to talk I'm like, about it. like, what did I just fucking say, George? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. Um, are you with somebody or you're not? I just went through the most amicable breakup wow. I've ever fucking had. And I, I'm like smiling. Like it was like such a good experience, <laughs> which is like some tweaker shit. Um, <laughs> I know. But, Damn. Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> shit. A little too excited about my breakup there. <laughs> a little fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> um, I was dating this guy. Um, I went through an era last year. Um, era is my word right now. So if I say it so much, I do this thing where I like hyperfixate on a word and it's definitely era. Um, I went through this era last year. I would say the last like six to eight months where I had just dated so many I'm like famous pieces of shit. No, um, but like, <laughs> so the other um, ones wasn't lightly. amicable. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, so many people in the public eye, so many crazy musicians, so many. I loved a toxic relationship. Um, I, I, I felt like I only was having fun if I was on a roller coaster type of thing, you know. And I had to learn through very toxic situations and breakups that. You don't have to wait to get out of a house until it's burning. You don't have to. That's the push and pull isn't love. All that type of stuff. You know what I mean? And I think after I kind of learned that, I also was like, for a second there, very anti that. I was like, mm -hmm. I want to date a barista. I want to date an accountant. I want to date a fucking pastor. You know, like I, which I've still yet to do. So if there's any pastors watching this, this is a good, if, if pastors are watching any podcast I want, it's this one. So, um, but <laughs> Mary Magdalene said, yeah. Um, yeah. Does so, anybody get that? Right? No, yeah, no one yeah. here reads the Bible, huh? Okay. I got that. I, okay. <laughs> that's why, that's why she's the one, you know? Um, but after that era, I was almost very anti. Like, if you make music, if you're in front of a camera, God forbid you have a face tattoo, stay the fuck away from me type thing. So I entered my, what I had been calling my normie era. Um, I was on Hinge. I was swiping through. I wanted a normal guy with a normal life who did normal things. And I dated one normal guy. He ended up moving across the country. Didn't really work out. But I was like, I, I still, I like this. I, I, You know what I mean? Someone who maybe doesn't give a shit about my world and likes me for me and we can meet together at the end of the day and just talk about our our polarizingly different days and it's it's a good fresh change and I started dating a guy who um is from my hometown he's best friends with my best friend I've known him for a while and we had a really awesome relationship together and it was great but he lived in Vegas and 
we kind of really were dating and super happy through the holidays and I was home more and it was great. And then I came back to LA and my life and the long distance was just very hard. He couldn't really come here a lot. And I'm just, I suck at kind of dating through the phone as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I think a lot of people do. Yeah. And if we are dating through the phone, you've got to be very, you have to be very good at that to get me to want to put in the effort. And we both just kind of weren't. And it was like, I, towards the end, I remember being like, I adore you, but I have better conversations with my accountant over the phone and I can't go to Vegas every yeah. two days. So we both just kind of knew it wasn't working. And I swear to God, our breakup was like a, a Starbucks order. We were like, yeah, man, like I'll have a venti ice breakup. Um, and it was very sweet and we're still great friends. So wow. now I'm going to go back to dating famous pieces of shit. No, um, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, dude, that's yeah. amazing. I'm happy for you. I mean, it's hard like realizing, you know, okay, what are the things that are maybe putting me in the situations and kind of breaking the cycle, Yeah, you know? Cause it's like something you just get used to and that's what you think that you like deserve. For sure. You know, so to be able to realize that, I'm, like, yeah. I'm so proud of you, that's amazing. Thank you. You're such a fucking cutie, sweetie, I love you. Oh, um, you. But <laughs> yeah, I think I had to just realize that, you know, the toxicity, I was looking for love in the wrong places and I had a lot of self realization to kind of figure out and shit like that. and. Now I think I've got that a little figured out, but I am back in my single era, um, which mainly just means I'm doing me and working a lot and really focusing on life. But single Tana does get caught up in some situations. So we'll see. <laughs> it's good for business. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Canceled podcast has been me just airing out my single life lately when we've been shooting these episodes. So it's it'll be interesting. Dining stories for us. Oh my God. Nice oh, question. Just, it's, it's a great question. I am, I'm juggling right now. I'm, no, I shouldn't say that. That's fucked. I'm, um, fuck. I'm kidding. Um, you know, the DMs are open. The life is flowing. Things are happening. People are coming back out of the woodworks and we'll see, we'll see what happens. I just know? love how you, you took, you retracted what you said and then just doubled down by three different versions of that. Absolutely. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But I'm being smart with my decisions here, you know, now, mm -hmm. like I, I've got a better head on my shoulders. I'd love to talk about uh, relationships uh, because I think what we're discussing is what I usually bring up as pattern and potential. Yeah. And so when you're going into this uh, realm of being single as a friend, mm. I want to share uh, something that somebody shared with me that mm. really, really changed the game. And it brought me a beautiful girlfriend and opportunities for me to respect it and understand it. Yeah. And, and the, the, the notes that he gave me was humans fall in love with potential because that's all we do, right? Me and you, what we're, we're working on is our potential self, our oh future God, yeah. self. Our, we're working at, okay, if I do this, then I'm going to be here. If I'm going to do this, I'm oh, going to yeah. be there. And we do that with our loved ones. And a lot of people go, well, he's great, but one day when he stops drinking. He's great, yeah. but one day when he stops gambling. He's great, but one day he stops yelling at me or being yeah. toxic. And, and oh, yeah. you need to fall in love instead of, uh, uh, potential patterns. What oh, is yeah. he doing now? One hundred percent. I've I've been I've said that for so long. I've always I will fall in love with someone so hard for what they could be, mm -hmm. and that's like a very scary. And I'm like that with my friends as well. You know what I mean? Like I love them. Maybe like I'm I overlook things because I know what they could be and stuff like that. And I 
I definitely noticed myself a while back being in that pattern. Like I just, when I love someone, like I want to do everything for them and fix them and help them and carry them even on my back. You know what I mean? And I, I definitely found myself doing that a lot. But Oh, you're fine. Um, I found myself doing that a lot. And now I definitely, for the past year or so, I've tried to be pretty hyper aware of that, especially when it comes to new dating because now it's like I'm not in love with you so I don't need to fucking fall in love with you for what you could be mm. you know off rip like you, you said you had a lot of stuff to deal with yourself um and in, in when you broke up with the toxic relationships yeah to find yourself how did you you know what I'm saying like was it a therapist was it was it like realizing yeah. the same mistakes was it your friends telling you because I feel like it, we're in a generation that always loves to shout the problem, but yeah. nobody has the solution to the Absolutely. problem. Absolutely. I think that I found myself in a very, very toxic on-again, off-again relationship, and I'm not blaming that person. It takes two to tango. Amen. 100% it takes two to tango. Um, but, and we'd break up, and I would date a nice, normal guy, and we'd be normal, and I would be like, this is boring. And I think that was a big realization for me that... I was so in love with chaos because that's all I'd ever like known. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that I was maybe fa falling into patterns that I had been raised around and that it was, I felt like love was good and love can be good and bad. But I mean, I felt like you had to earn someone's love for it to be real love. I felt mm -hmm. like there wasn't push without pull. I felt like the bad moments, you know what I mean? And I'd, I'd done so much like studying and, reading and shit like that about you know how you can become so addicted to a toxic relationship the way the same way people can become addicted to drugs and alcohol because of the dopamine it provides you when you are pleasing that person or when you are happy or when you have those good moments because of the lack of dopamine and serotonin you have in those low moments it you mm -hmm. become dependent and searching for another hit of that dopamine and it becomes a toxic cycle that you can like become obsessed with and i i just remember thinking like i i would i don't want to be this person and i don't i wouldn't want to have kids one day and then see this as love i i don't want to create a household that was like the one i was raised in i i want better and if that better to me right now is boring i need to unpack inside why that's boring and i did start getting therapy but i and bless my therapist and it did help but i think that it was a lot of like soul searching and learning and i think that it is an active fight to stay away from that i guess do you know what i mean in the sense that like i would have to understand patterns i guess and be mm -hmm. like i want to call my ex right now and i want to fight with them over this and i i want to tell them to just come over and let's try it again and whatever and i have to actively fight those urges and desires to go to what I know if I want to be better, you know? I, w I wish you would focus your energy more on focusing on how much your worth is. 100%. Because I feel like once you realize that, you, you don't give a shit about what he's w willing to give you. Yeah. You're just kind of like, it's either, bro, you walk into Gucci, they don't care if you can't afford it. Yeah. You're, you're not touching it. It's not yeah. yours. 100%. So you should feel that with who you are as a human. Yeah. And, I, and we make jokes... And we talk about how sporadic you are and decisions you made, but out of any girl I've ever met in Hollywood that is at your status of like industry of like creating chaos and the clickbait mm. and all that stuff, you are truly a, a beautiful soul. 
And me and her talk about this all the time. I love you guys. No, no, you are a, a great human being. And, and I pray that uh, these bad boys that you're into are not going <laughs> to be the bad boys that raise your kids. 100%. You get what I'm saying? I, I really mean and that. And I appreciate you saying that because I think for a while it exactly was that I didn't know my worth. And I think at, at that time I would just be like, no, but I love a bad boy. I love this and whatever. And it took me really getting out of that to be like, no, if you're, if you can accept that love, that is, if you can accept that, that is what you're thinking of yourself. Even if you don't yeah. want to admit that to yourself, if that's the caliber that you're putting yourself at, that is what you think of yourself. And now I think you can look like that bad boy and do all that type of stuff. But I, I genuinely like, I'm not going to be with anyone unless they treat me the way I want to be treated. And I'm grateful that my last two little short lived relations, they were both amazing guys who did treat me amazing and kiss the ground. I walk on and all that type of stuff and make me a better person. And I think I will stay on that path. Cause I, th I think I've, I've done enough of the other one. Yeah. You know, amazing. I actually, I like when you said kiss the ground I walk on. And I don't mean that in like an ass. I know you don't. I know way. you don't because no girl does. Yeah. yeah. And 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 when I think about when guys, they, I feel like men who don't know how to get girls is they're little mini extremists. They're mm. either too bad. Yeah. Or they're too good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like it could it could be a, a a push and pull. She sees that aggressive side of me that every girl likes when it comes out at a good point. Yeah. For example, if I see something that's gonna harm her life or the people around her. Yeah. That dude that's not going to fucking let shit fly comes out. Yeah. But that's when you want it to come out. Not when like, oh, who the fuck is that guy at the gym? I don't give yeah. a shit. If yeah. a guy's hitting on my girl at the gym, good. Let let that happen. Yeah. That means that she's hot and that some, she, somebody wants her. Yeah. If my girl's walking around the gym and people are like, excuse me, do you know the locker rooms? Like, I don't fucking know. That's sad. I don't want that. Yeah. But also, if you're going to chase an equality girl, you got to respect her at the quality that she's at. 100%. And security is just so important. I, I That is like the number one thing I look for, especially because I can recognize that dating me it might not be as easy as dating other people with the things that I do online and the things that I post and the environments I'm in and I'm a very free spirited, like wild person and stuff like that. And I, I see the person I've become when I'm in a relationship where someone is suppressing me from being mm -hmm. completely who I am. And it's, I, it's a sad feeling and yeah. it's just not fair. Like yeah. guys, <clears throat> they see, it's like when before they're with you, they want the idea of you and everything oh, that yeah. you represent. But then once they're with you, they're like, Oh wait, but now that you're mine, like don't do that. Don't exactly. Do this. And, it's, like, and it's, that's just not fucking flying around here at the end of the day. We got lights to keep on. So I got to <laughs> fucking, I would have, I have to be with someone who for sure is very secure. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to bring up something and I didn't know how to tiptoe around it. And also, so what I'm just going to do is I'm going to ask you. And if you feel uncomfortable and you're like, Hey, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. We'll just cut. Um, I would really like to know uh, the update in your relationship with your mom. If with that's, my parents. If that's okay. Yeah. Um, I can't talk about a lot of my relationship with my parents for legal reasons, which is kind of crazy. Um, but I did open up about this on H3 recently. Um, so since I was like 12 or 13 years old, my best friend Amari, he lives with me. I don't know if you've ever met him, but he is yeah, I love him. my world. He's like my brother. Um, his family pretty much adopted me and like took me in when I was like 12 or 13. And I just, for as long as I remember, they very much provided so much of what a parental figure provides. I'm going there this weekend for Easter. Like we do all of our holidays and I love them and they love me so much. So I, the, what, I guess the, that's your family. Yeah, that's exactly. Family. And yeah, the void that 
you know, maybe I needed to fill for parentally is completely filled with them and Amaria's siblings too, which I was born an only child. So that's being adopted into a family of the most amazing people ever. I'm getting siblings out of it and people I know that love me for me from the jump and take care of me and do all that. They're truly there and the best people in the world and I love them. And my relationship with my parents, I mean, my like birth parents, it was never really on my behalf and in my opinion, a, a great one, you know? It was always very not good. And I ended up talking about that on um, my MTV reality show and kind of like we went home to Vegas and I went to Amari's parents' house and we kind of reminisced on that and my childhood and talked about it a little bit and maybe about two and a, two, two and a half years ago, I woke up one day to my lawyers calling me saying they received a letter that I was being sued by my parents for slander for like a bunch of money and all this type of stuff. And I already wasn't really talking to them and I had I had already fully, I was head underwater in being adopted by Amari's family. Mm -hmm. But that was kind of like the, you really realize they're like, oh, I, I will never probably be good with these people again. Like if you can right. do that to your own child. Right. I, I, pr I pray that's not the case. You N know? And not for them. Not yeah. for them. For you. Well, for you. And I've worked through that a lot in therapy. I, I don't, there is no part of me that is, you know, I've learned a lot about going no contact with people and the benefits of that. And it's very hard when you explain that to people who have a healthy relationship with their parents because they're like, but just talk to them, but no, just I get be good saying, with yeah. them. And I hope one day you guys are good. And I, uh, so on and so forth. And I, I completely understand why people say that because it's like, that, that's, that's what they know. Mm -hmm. And the empathy in them and the human in them is like, I just hope it's so good. And it's, I think that I have peace in knowing what the situation is completely and know and not looking for something that's never going to be there and not hoping because I spent so much of my childhood, you know, hoping these people would be something they aren't mm -hmm. and learned at a very young age the pain in trying to change people to be something you want and hoping that they are something that you want. And I think that there is peace in accepting that maybe someone is never going to give them, give you what you want from them, you oh. know? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't know the the journey you walked. Yeah. And I don't. I can never disrespect you in being like I understand where you're coming from. Um, but I want to share just a, a a small little thing that I always have conversations with people that have mm. a dead relationship with somebody. It, and that's how I describe it. Dead. Yeah. I don't want it. Don't need it. Mm. Don't think it's good for me. Mm. Vice versa. Mm. Lazarus. I don't know if you know who Lazarus in the Bible. He's the one who came back alive. Mm. You know, came back alive. And uh, just to really quickly go through the story, 
Lazarus was Jesus's friend. Mm-hmm. And that's why the messenger goes, Jesus, your friend Lazarus needs you. He's sick. Yeah. And he shows up late mm-hmm. purposefully because the Jewish heritage at the time is if you die and it's been five days, then your soul leaves. Yeah. So he purposely waited to even not, not even make sure that they think that he's going to come back because, oh, his soul didn't leave his body. Mm-hmm. They really wanted it to be dead, dead. Mm-hmm. And then he comes and he weeps. And I sat there and I was so, com- I was just confused. I go, why is a God who knows everything and can bring this man to life? Why is he crying? Yeah. And what I learned to see is that he was crying because of their faith. And so he tells them to move the rock. He doesn't move himself. He says, you have to move it. And sometimes there's a rock in front of you and you don't even want to touch it because you think what's even behind that is dead. Yeah. And you don't want it. And so I'm looking at you now in a very successful place. You're not married. You don't have kids. Mm -hmm. But I know that one day that if you can make this relationship come back to life and I pray that God Mm -hmm. could open up their eyes and and they can know what they did to you because you're saying I'm writing it off it's over but I know my God could bring things to life and I just pray that one day your parents could see what they did for you so that way the 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 home that was broken and that Mm. everybody waved their flag saying we're done is repaired so that way your children don't have to experience this and your bloodline no longer have to experience that and I appreciate that I, I genuinely do and I I appreciate yeah I appreciate that I think that one day when I have kids, I will bring them home to Amari's family and they will be so loving and welcoming and amazing. I, I can't even express, I'm so excited for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I don't think there's any room in me to be longing for anything else at all. Like I, I'm so excited for that. I mean, I definitely am at the point where I, I hope my birth parents have peace and die with peace and whatever that like means you know and stuff like that but i i'm so happy with where my life is at that Mm -hmm. you know i'm no longer looking for them to realize emotionally what the way i was brought up did to me you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i it's i i just no longer like have i i no longer am longing for that i i have peace and maybe understanding and obviously i get what you're saying like you you hope and you pray that people can have empathy for maybe how they hurt you but i also have peace in the fact of realizing that maybe i there there are people in the world that may live and die and never realize the things that they have done to others Mm -hmm. okay and that's okay 100 percent. you know i just I, i like to shoot for past stars for sure and and i think that for sure. I, I, I look at it and I see it as it's funny that you, you I mean, think about it, bro. If you if you think about who Tana is, if I go home and I talk to my friend Kave, right, my best yeah. friend Kave, mm-hmm. and I and I come up to you and I go, hey, do you, you know Kave? And you're going to be like, I don't know who the fuck's Kave. I don't yeah. know who Kave is. Kave is my best friend, the most important person in my life. Aww. Sorry, Bo. And <laughs> and he's my, he right, he, he did so much for me, right? But if I go back home, and I go, hey, you know, Tana. And he goes, yeah, I know everything about Tana, right? You're under a 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0.00001. The, the, the chances of being a Tana is a phenomenon. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like in the billions. It's like you, got, you, you became Tana and the world knows you. And when you go back and you said, when I was 15, I would never thought I would be here. Yeah. What I'm saying is sometimes as humans, yeah. we are like, no, we write it off. And I know that you're at peace of where your parents are yeah. and you don't want it. Yeah. But I just want, 
even better than what you've already settled in your heart to have. And I appreciate that. And, and that's all I add. And we, we can move on from it. I just, yeah. I just want the absolute best for people that I think deserve it. And your heart deserves that's the so best. That's so kind. And I think that, that to attest to that, like it's, it's very important to have people in your life and in your world that do want more or maybe even just different for you than you might want because they love you so much or they, or they love and care about you so much that they want whatever the idea they have for you is, you know, amazing and greater and awesome. And I think that that person in people's lives is very valuable and it's awesome that you are that person to the core and it's inspiring because I hope to be that for all the people around me as well. You I were want, for me. I want nothing but the best for the people that I love, whether that's my version of the best or theirs or crazy shit, you know, things. I appreciate that. Words are important. Mm -hmm. And I grew up, uh, because I was made fun of so much, I was like, oh, words don't matter. And I yeah. even had this conversation with Jessica because my thing growing up was like, it's not what you say, it's how you say it, right? Yeah. And so I'm learning that like, bro, <laughs> like me saying, oh, words don't matter, da, blah, 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 blah. That was me covering up for my mistakes and not trying to own up to them and, and realize that it is. And your little, even if you were drunk and at a party and you pulled me aside, your small little lines of words dictated how I would move forward and impulsive. Okay, so sorry. that's why I take these opportunities to talk to my friends is because, bro, I don't, my biggest fear, Tana, and I mean this with all my yeah. heart, I put it on my life, I put it on everything that I love. My biggest fear in my life mm -hmm. is that one day I stand in front of my creator mm -hmm. and he goes, let me show you what you could have done. Mm -hmm. Look mm -hmm. how many people could have changed their directions if you just gave them a little love because a lot of people mm -hmm. take what people give them as like, oh, that's how they are. Oh, yeah. they're fine. They're smiling. They're uh -huh. this or that. And then we look at Instagram like, oh, she's killing it. Or he's happy and it's this. And it's, I just want to get, I, I used to always say, oh, I'm tired of this generation, blah, blah, blah. And I was watching myself talk about this, but I'm like, you know what? I got to stop hammering my generation and, and start acting how I want the people around me to act. Mm -hmm. And how I want to do is hold my friends accountable for the, the levels of love that I want them to hold. Mm -hmm. And then two, be responsible and act how I'm asking other people to act. 100%. I, I really appreciate what you said about words mattering. And I, I relate to you on that because I, I grew up in a very turbulent, volatile environment where I was kind of conditioned at a very young age to think like words don't matter and people are just saying hurtful shit and it, it is what it is and take it with a grain of salt and whatever. And as I grew up, I realized I really wanted to switch the narrative on that. And you know what I mean? go out of my way to show people so much love because you you don't know what someone's going through. And I think that the mm -hmm. things that you say to people mean so fucking much. Like I, I yeah. genuinely, every time I leave the house or I'm around my friends or any, or just people I know, like if, if I can, if I'm thinking something about you, if I can tell you that compliment, if I can check on the person who, like you said, who looks so happy online or even just someone like you who is always giving love to everyone else. I feel like that was probably my mindset in the moment that I did pull you aside and tell you that about impulsive is like, George is always giving so much love to everyone else. And people often overlook that person because they're just so happy and they're giving so much love. But uh, more often than not, that's a person who might need it more than anything, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just, I genuinely really appreciate that because it, I, I truly have flipped that narrative in my life. And I think words mean everything. Yeah. Amen. And also too, I mean, you saying that you are in a place where you have peace, yeah. you've like come to terms with it. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most important thing too, for you to be able to like have healthy relationships and see things for what they are, you mm -hmm. know? And then who knows what you said, you know, what the future might bring because you've healed. Mm -hmm. So then you're open to 
you know, maybe if there is something in the foreseeable future, yeah. there might be. But oh, as long yeah. as you're in a place, yeah, where you feel good and at peace, I think that's... I think it's the most important thing. Yeah. Like, sincerely. I'm in my inner working era. <laughs> my yeah. peace era. Does she look color corrected to you? At all times. Bro, it's... <laughs> you shine in such a different way. Every time 100%. I look at you, I just go, how are you that beautiful? Like, her saturation is just on the perfect balance at all. Uh, right? It's, you're it's a not filter, too warm, bro. It's not too cool. She literally is a filter. I know the one. It's called Cute Baby Face. That's her. I hate when she gives me Thank advice because I'm like, yeah, no fucking right. You're, you, of course, you're happy. Look at you, bro. Like, you can't have oh, a bad day and look like that. Yeah, oh, my it. God. Um, no. No, thank you, guys. Do you... Uh, do you have anything in your in your plans? Let's spice things up. I feel like we were just so deep. I want to kind of like get out of that. Yeah. Deep this. Uh, what's, I'm here for whatever. What, what is on a, what's on your TANA list? You know what I mean? Like the next five years. What, what do you hope to accomplish? And what are your uh, goals? I've been getting asked that so much lately. Um, and I, <laughs> I, I, Fuck. I just asked it a generic no, podcast no, no, question. No, 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 no. But I feel like normally it's not a generic podcast question. It's like synchronicity. Um, but... I feel like five years ago when I was 19, if you asked me what I would want at 24, everything I could have ever said is not what happened at all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, I'm very much, I live day -day. so fucking, yeah. um, I try to just be as present and in the moment as I can. And I have such peace in whatever the future brings me is like what's meant to be and what will be. It's God's plan. It's, it's, I'm down for whatever happens and you know what I mean? I'm, I'm excited for it and I'm happy. And I think whenever I hyperfixate too much on what I want things to be, I almost hate that feeling because then it's like whatever is happening, you're not as present, you're not as grateful, you're not as open-minded to things happening because you were so hyperfixated on, oh, I wanted to be married by 24. I wanted to be this, yeah. but I wanted to do, you know, like so I, I just enjoy things for what they are. And I think that, it, I know it's such a fucking corny, boring answer, but I, in five years, I literally just hope I'm happy wherever I'm at. No, that's, um, the, that's the most yeah. wise answer mm -hmm. I've ever heard. It's, it's what everybody's like, you, like, everybody should be able to live more in, like, in the present. You know what I mean? And, like, literally what you said, I did that too. Like, I would be such a control freak and, like, yeah. I want this to end up like this, like this, like this. And if it didn't, I'd be so disappointed. And then you're, like, not even like loving what's right in front of you that yeah. is happening that exactly. you, and then you're going to look back in two years and be like god that that time was so awesome and i was Wasting so yeah. yeah i was so hyper focused on what it could have been or what what it wasn't and i've caught myself doing that and i just i don't like that i want to there's a lot of know. sayings that go along with that they go you don't know what you have until it's gone yeah mm -hmm. uh there's one that i really been messing with lately and it's um I love this one. It goes, if you're, if you're anxious, you're thinking about the future. If you're depressed, you're thinking about the past. If you're in the present, relax. It's a gift. 100%. And I'm like, dang, yeah. bro, that's a present. You know what and I mean? And it's, it's so true because that's, I, I, I'm really good at recognizing my like anxiety patterns now. Do like, you think you got that because of the, the household that you have and you realize like where you came from and so you measure that or how is it that you have that wisdom? I, I really have no fucking clue, man. I'm just raw dogging this shit and trying to figure it out. But um, <laughs> just raw dogging, uh, just raw dogging life. I've never bro. been deep, and then somebody hit me with I'm raw dogging. I'm raw dogging life, bro. Um, no, but I I noticed that my anxiety patterns, like I I very much I have pretty busy days, and I, I like to be very busy. And sometimes to a default, I would notice, you know, I, I like to be so busy so I don't focus on things. And now I think I have a good balance of 
proper busy, but I am very extroverted. So I still am just go, go, go all day. And then I'll finally get home to my bed, maybe smoke a joint, maybe smoke some Tanabis. Subtle plug there. No, um, no, By the way, what the fuck you? Yeah, Why have you Tanabis? never no. sent us this? It's, it's not out yet. I'll tell you all about it. Can um, you tell us? Wait, you can't tell us now, though. The point being is I'll smoke and I'll, I'll start. Um, no, I will tell you. I will okay, tell you. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just, my anxiety patterns would be I'm spiraling over oh my God, I said this on a podcast and what if this person's going to be upset about it in five fucking days or oh my God, I could have done more today or oh my God, I so on and so forth. But it is, it's all about the future. And at the end of the day, like I just, sometimes I have to sit there and tell my brain like, yo, you don't know mm -hmm. any of these things. Mm -hmm. So what the fuck is the point of spiraling about them? You have no idea how any of these things are going to pan out. So shut your mind off and yeah. go the fuck to bed. You know? Super interesting. <laughs> Super interesting. She tapped me because I deal with that. And the one person that I, 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 was blessed enough to ironically sit next to on a plane was Josh Richards mm -hmm. and he had the same mindset. Yeah. And so I realized that I'm flattered to be like-minded with people like you guys yeah. where you guys are, are haunted by not doing enough. Oh, my, haunted. It haunted. Was, it used to plague me and I still will notice the patterns of those thoughts of it plaguing me. And I remember I had this recently, I think maybe like three months ago, I got home and I was like in my bathroom, like taking off my makeup or whatever. And I was sitting there in my own thoughts. And I was just thinking like, oh my God, you didn't do this today. You didn't send in this thing. You, you didn't work hard enough on this. You didn't blah, blah, blah. Like really just doing a, a typical Tana. You're not doing enough, whatever. And I had this out of body experience where I was like, wait, but I did this this week. And I did mm -hmm. this and I did this and I did this. And I went on this show and I killed it. And I, you know what I mean? I worked so hard on this for my brand and I, I'm doing what I love and I'm working with all these people that I love so fucking much and I'm so happy with the people I'm surrounded in and I did this and I did this and I did this and I was just like, whoa, like you need to start focusing on what you are doing versus what you're not doing yeah. and not to a narcissistic point, but to a point where it's like recognize healthy, the fucking mm -hmm. work you're putting in. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, so easy to get like stuck on the negative. You could think of a million things that like, oh, yeah. you didn't do and could have done, you know, 100%. And it's like, bitch, there's fucking, you've got about 12 hours in a day to do it and you're doing your fucking best. Like yeah. relax. Yeah. And it's, I, I still, you have my number. And I realized I've been I've been making a core little community and I've been having deep conversations with certain people in my life. And mm -hmm. I said, hey, when you need to talk, yeah, not get because a lot of people don't want to talk because they don't want to hear people to give advice. Yeah. But if you just want to talk, because sometimes when you talk, just talk, you, you can hear yourself and be like, OK, you know what? I'm just overthinking it. You have yeah. my number. I'm not going to give you any advice. If you ever feel I like you're that. like just I have I just need to talk. Call me. I, I appreciate that so much. And I've, I've noticed that with myself as well. Like for a while, like I just, whenever someone comes to me with their problem, I am such a like hyper fixer. Like mm -hmm. I want to fix everything and give them my best rock star stellar advice I possibly can. I've been through a lot of shit. So usually I can just take out my Rolodex of shit I've been through <laughs> and be like, well, in chapter four, I did this. So either don't do that or, you know, but sometimes someone just wants someone to fucking listen to them mm -hmm. and just someone to vent to. And it is just as vital as giving someone a bunch of advice. Like sometimes yeah. someone just needs to feel heard and maybe needs some, a wall to scream at type yep. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing satisfies the ears more than when you're going through something and you're just expressing yourself mm. and you just hear, mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. 
because that's all you need to hear is you, you just want to make sure you're not crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And you just want to make sure that like what you're going through is not something that no one else has gone through. And as humans, 100%. we we're like little as much as we say, oh, I'm not a sheep. We are sheep. And we all <laughs> like to migrate in the same area together. Oh, yeah. And sometimes the FOMO kicks in in an opposite spectrum when we're in a dark funk and we're like, dude, no one else. Oh, yeah. Understands this. Oh, yeah. And then you just hear somebody go, oh, yeah, I deal with that, too. Oh, like, yeah. And, there, and, and now it just rests in your heart. 100%. Yeah. I think it's so important. I try to be that person, and I really value people that are that. So I appreciate you saying that. And it, Well, you got us now. It is so true. I love you guys. <laughs> um, sometimes you do just need people to fucking hear you and know you're not crazy. That, like, happened to me the other day. It was like my I'm not doing enough brain. And I was talking to someone. I think it was Jeff. I don't remember who it was. And I was just like bitching about like they're like or I was talking about comparison I, I don't know who it was I was talking about comparison and I was just like yeah like I, I always find myself like you know what I mean same thing with the I don't need to compare myself to everything but I find my brain in that pattern and they were like well what are you comparing yourself to and I was like I just saw a video of Logan frog splashing and I was like I'm not doing enough like what blah blah blah, blah. and I said it out loud and I was like are you gonna go join the WWE Tana yeah. like are you fucking nuts like th th the fact that that was like a real thought in my brain that I'm seeing Logan do that and I'm like I'm not doing enough what, am I gonna go join the WWE and the second I said out loud I was like oh I'm insane I can just move on I would like, love to see you at the WWE I'm, I tweeted this the other day sincerely I think it would be such a funny era for me just imagine me doing that I <laughs> like come on imagine me all four ropes jumping full-blown frog splash I think you know it's not not in the cards I remember I thought it was I would be so cute, right? Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just need some What cool would your wrestler fans. name be? Oh my God. I have no idea, but probably something paying homage to the fact that like everything on me is like fake. Like my whole face is going to break. Like my veneers and my nose job and my lip filler and everything. I don't know what that would be, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to I, think. I'm trying to. I remember in the YouTube boxing era, I like really thought I was going to box for a second. No. And who I, did you want to box? I that was the thing. I didn't. I wanted to box the paycheck. I wanted the fucking. I wanted You're, that you, bag. You you hunt for bags, huh? I it's the hustler in me. I think I always will. I, I think love I'm the it. only one out of my crew that I I truly don't look for a bag. And Do not good for, for fucking you. I you know why it's just a cheat code. And I'm going to say this bold facedly, like oh dude, no one knows more than these guys. I've turned down way more money than I've made. Wait, I could Good be a lot you. more richer than I am now Good and not you. be struggling to like, what's the next step? It's because I know deep in my heart, uh, as much as I appreciate Logan, as much as I appreciate Celsius, as much as I appreciate the things that put bread on this table and, 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 yeah. and money in my team's pockets, yeah. my blessings unfold and come from God. So yeah. when I know this in my head and I truly, truly feel this, yeah. I could turn down a gambling ad because I go, no, I'm not going to promote this gambling ad yeah. because God's not going to favor a man who goes and promotes things that's going to break homes. 100%. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. 100%. And so this is what I've realized. If I walk in this light and in this road, yeah. then it doesn't matter where I'm at in my career. I'm happy. 100%. And so I don't know if I you, agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I fully agree with that. I, I definitely turn down things as well. I'm not like a psychopath. I'll do anything for money type of thing. I've had moments in my life where I got caught up in things like that, but I, I feel good now knowing that I won't do anything for money that doesn't feel authentic to who I am and to my path. And that I, you know, if I'm going to feel like shit promoting it to the people who have gotten mm -hmm. me to where I am, like I'm not, it doesn't matter. There's no amount of money. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. I agree with that 100%. I guess, but I am, I will say I, 
I am addicted to success and to grind and to mm -hmm. that feeling. Like I, I love you that should. feeling. should hunt that. Yeah, I love that feeling. There's nothing anything. wrong with that. Yeah. But when it starts turning who you are as a human being yeah. and how you treat the people around you, that's yeah. when it becomes greed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And and just unhealthy as fuck for your mind and just honestly awful. Like yeah. a, sincerely, there has to be a very healthy balance there, which I've learned. Yeah. Dude, I I, I had a really. Oh, Jessica's so funny, dude. Hey, the fact that you look like a stoner <laughs> and you said that is hilarious. She literally goes, psst, psst. I thought she was going to hit me with some like, ask her about the most important thing that we're... She literally goes, psst. Because <laughs> we skipped the weed part. That's oh my, my sisters, dude. ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I, I love, love you. I fucking love you. So Thank you, you for that. You have... The Tannabis team thanks you for that. Tannabis. Yeah. Great yeah, name. Yeah, thank name. you. Great name. Do you have your own? Okay, so like how the fuck this, you have a farm where you grow? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm personally growing it. I would always say that with my wine brand too. I'd be like, I'm stomping the grapes. Like, let's <laughs> In your it. overalls. Yeah, absolutely. No. So you're, you, are you? I am not. I, I wish I was. Are you partnering with uh, like a good brand? Like what, where did you, why did you want to do this? It's gonna, it's my brand, but it's available on Grassdoor. It's available through Sticky. It, it'll hopefully eventually be available on so many different platforms to be able to order it and then eventually dispensaries which is very exciting um about almost two years ago i mean a longer time in the making i started a wine brand and i had so much fun with that because i was always especially at that time so much my image was party girl and i was partying and having so much fun and being wild and i loved bringing it everywhere and giving it to people and making it and loving it and just being obsessed with it and Eventually, I wanted to kind of expand that. And I've always, for the most part, always been a stoner. I took a little bit of a break um, for a while, but I'm, I'm kind of back out my, my stoner era. Sorry, era. I think I did, <laughs> we need, we need an era count. It, it, um, it, it hits hard, bro. Like, but <laughs> it's not, and people who say that marijuana isn't a dick, dicking thing, they're lying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, they're it's, lying. Anything, about? I mean, anything can be an addicting thing, especially something that alters your brain and your thoughts and your whatever. Mm -hmm. And you have to be very, very careful with your relationships with these types of things. And I've, I've always said that and I always will. What's an addictive you know? uh, thing that you have in your life right now that you're trying to break? Nicotine. As she puffs the whole mm -hmm. Nicotine, <laughs> for sure. Um, this is by far, I think, my most crippling addiction. I feel Bro, like how do you smoke it. that? You, you know that there, you, you, it's there's... It's a battery the, no, and it's, with cancer in that's it. That's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah. Like, and you know what pisses me off more than anything? What? You tell people, hey, that's going to kill you. They'll list what is killing them inside of it, and they'll still do it. Mm-hmm. You literally just called it a batter and you're hitting it. I know. Now you're polluting my air. I know. I know. I know. It's so, like, I sleep with it in my hand. Like, it feels. <laughs> Tanner Fox, bro. So, this is yeah, Tanner yeah. Fox. It feels. That's so funny. People, I have friends that call me that just randomly. as like a random nickname. Tanner uh, Fox? Yeah. What? They call you my friend's name? Yeah. You, <laughs> like, do you hang out with Tanner Fox? Not really. I have. He's like I the have. sweetest human being you'll ever meet. One of my. Um, best friends hooked up with him on a private jet that I was on. I was there time. for that. I was on the jet. Were you? Yeah, I watched it happen. They did it in the bathroom. George! Yeah, yeah. I have no <laughs> recollection of you being on that jet. Yeah, yeah, you're drunk a lot. We're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely drunk. You, you were sleeping on the, on the bed, and then the person that you were talking about was sleeping on Tanner. And I yeah. watched the whole, uh, the whole thing. That's you know how weird so it was? Being on a jet with all these new friends, and I'm like, this is becoming an orgy. And mm. half of the people here are sleeping. 
That's crazy. I never knew that about. I never knew <laughs> that. That's insane, George. I really, I don't remember a lot of that day. Like that was a drunk, fun Miami leaving. We crazy weren't. Day. We weren't even like friends at that point. We, I think yeah, we, that's I where we met. We met on a jet. High five. That's honestly incredible that we met on a jet that we didn't pay for too. Thank God. Dude, seriously. dude, dude. Who paid for that jet? I don't know. That was a nice jet too. I have no idea. From to, from here. I don't to Miami. ask questions. You're just like jet. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. That's so fucking funny. I gotta ask um, you something. Oh shit, I gotta ask you something. Okay. Because I said jet, and then I made a joke, and then I remembered. Uh, a, a, sorry, I'm doing a roundabout. I don't need. To, I gotta stop doing that. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Andrew Tate? Because I my never thoughts on Andrew Tate. What is that? What you're asking me? I just want to know your thoughts on Andrew. Oh Tate. my god. Okay. Um, we want to talk about icks and men. That's immediate. Immediate red flag if a man references Andrew Tate at all. Just putting that out there. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> And it's, cr oh my, I just love to clown the the bros who like, and it's so funny too, the way the bros who, you know, like love it and they'll be like, no man, like clearly his morals are wrong, but like, look at this clip. He said the funniest thing. It's like, do you just suck his dick already? Like you're obsessed. <laughs> um, you, there, you know, he is so funny. I love to, and I don't mean I'm laughing with him. I mean, I'm laughing at him. I love to just laugh at someone so fucking insane like that. And there is something to always be said about a polarizing figure and the way they're able to captivate such an insane audience. But it becomes scary knowing the age range maybe, or maybe even just the naive following of that. Like, I guess it's scary to think about, like, cause I look at it and I'm like, that's so funny. What? And I'm sure you guys do too. That's so funny. What he's saying is so outlandish. Holy fuck. That's like how like, you know, that he trolls a, a lot, but there is some stuff that he says and I'm like, I could get behind that. I understand that. Well, that but I mean, also the fact that the trolling of it all, there are hundreds of thousands of young, that young are taking that people yeah. who are taking that and applying that maybe to their lives yeah, or that's terrible. then turning those words into actions. And then, you know, I, I saw some TikTok about like some like teacher or something like there was a the young alpha boy the alpha he's like i'm the alpha oh no what the fuck is that oh that's the one i just watched oh i don't, I don't dude dude i thought we watched the same video and i was like oh that's crazy no like just some some teacher at her school saw some young boy like talking so awfully to all the girls and was basically just saying like andrew tate taught me this you know what i mean like it's, oh yeah somewhere yeah. in the uk i think so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and it was it's just crazy to me to think that that is like teaching a generation and it's wild, but you know, mm -hmm. they oh, had a, I, it, I think it was, maybe it was that school or something like that. But in the UK, they literally had a lecture hall for the students yeah. and because the, the teachers wanted to give them a lecture about how to not follow Andrew Tate and to yeah. not listen to them. And so they did an entire lecture on how Andrew Tate is not good, That's, which is, I think is insane because it was um, just crazy. Like it's, I, I don't know. It gives me a lot of material and jokes to crack and it's funny, but I'm scared. I guess for the impressionable youth that might take that. So if he asked you on a date and he's like, Tanner, you filthy girl. Can I be so real with you? I slid in his DMs. I and mean, let me tell you why. And I would you go wait, on. No, 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 and no. I would you go slid into Andrew Tate's absolutely. DM? I'm going to tell you why though, okay? You're trying to fuck. No. And I would never fuck him. I promise you this. I would never. I'm, he probably wouldn't even fuck me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, don't, I don't think it's any of that. But um, I did it. And I would go on the date for the bit, for the plot. Let's just be real. Like I DM'd I think him you, in hopes. I think you. The story. I think you would go on a date with him and, and then come back. Like guys, you don't even believe he's not even really exactly. like that. Exactly. Like oh, you think he'd win me the fuck? Up. I think he would. Tana, bro. two years ago, I, she would have. 
Nah, dude, ten or two minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really, Um, I have a feeling he's a suave dude, bro. I think he would capture you. I don't know, man. I, I really, I, I don't think, I don't think he could. I don't. Even if he was amazing in person, I would still be like, I would just, I would have the ick from the online shit for sure. So I don't think I would, but I would go on the date, and I did slide in the DMs, hopefully seeking an interaction because I love. And that's, I love to do shit for the plot. I love to do shit for the bit. I love, I would love to do that and be able to come back and sit down on a podcast and say what I'll happened. Text I'll text him and make sure Please he goes do. on Please do. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, Tana, it's, I don't have his number. Honestly, with the Logan, Mike. Did you think a, I was part of his club where I was like, hey, Tate, listen, bro, need you to do me a favor. I, I think you walk a little gray area with the Logan and Mike of it all. Like the, one of them definitely have his number. Let's be real. You know what I mean? They hate him. And I and I, I, I was, I, you know, what's so funny. I really was on the other side of things with them. Like, yeah. All the shit that they did, I really was on the opposite side. And I, maybe that's why Impulsive was, when it was good, like with us, like it was fucking amazing. It like, gives a good balance. You need people to have different opinions and, and different yeah. viewpoints, which you really do. Yeah. But also Mike, Mike. Mike was like acting like he liked him for a long time and then yeah. changed. And then switched That's Mike. <laughs> um, I, sometimes I love to complicate my life for the bit. I really do. I'm like, oh, things are so smooth. What can I do to spice it up right now? Do me a favor. if there, Because I really just want to picture this in my head. Where is your perfect date with Andrew Tate? My perfect date with Andrew Tate? This is hilarious, by the way. Like, just that it. sentence is fucking hilarious. And by the way, Honestly, you're, you're taking him, him on a date. Like, I'd where visit are you him, him in Russian prison. I want to be a visitor. Imagine. Come on. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Imagine he's like, can you smuggle this in for me? And it's just like a keister or something. Little right through the there. glass like, action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I thought she was talking dirty when she was she's yeah. like, could you smuggle this? Yeah. I don't. And maybe, you know, I don't know. That's, I just say, if, if I'm doing it, it's for the bit. So I would want to really just drive that home, I think. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. I I think we should end it there. I think we can't huh. be <laughs> <laughs> all this wholesome shit Mike we ended with fucking me shoving shit up my ass to meet Andrew Tate and Russia. Your dream date. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Tana's dream. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Thank um you. I would love to have you uh back on my podcast anytime I would, I would. and i want to have y'all on canceled at some point we're so excited for season two and I- i'm having excited. guests yes. on and it's gonna be so fun and we'll get you to talk about some rogue ass off-brand not george janko shit and it'll be great i would love that <laughs> also i'm not even kidding one day god willing when i you know i have all of my things kind of already running and yeah. doing well uh, I want to uh, I want to talk to you about doing a podcast because I feel like me, absolutely I think me and you have kind some of a guests. frenemies vibe bro you know what I mean same thing like, I, I like think it, sound reasoning crazy girl you have your own like world with cancel absolutely. I have my beautiful little thing that I got going on absolutely. and then we meet in the middle for some dangerous conversations absolutely. or me and Jeff can have you right on Jeff FM and we'll have the new impulse watch out Logan watch out my <laughs> bro, nutrient I- <laughs> That's a good like. That would that would be fucking group. hilarious. We need to do it soon. But c- c- just do me a favor. Put me in a spot where no one looks at me or talks to me, so I feel like absolutely how I used to feel. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for watching, guys. Make sure you like and subscribe, and also join our Patreon. Uh, uh, Tana and Bell are going to be fully naked for the next podcast. And I've always said that. Right. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Andrew Tate's going to be on it. So trust me, it's something you guys are going to want to watch. I love you guys, and I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.